This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is Am I, or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. All right, as I said before break, we've got an urgent call to action. Openthebooks.com. Adam Angioski joining us right now. Adam, how are you? John, thanks for having me back. It's great to be here. Always appreciate it very much. And all right, so we've got an urgent call to action. What is it? Well, our national debt is our biggest national security threat. It sure is. And we're closing in on $33 trillion. I didn't look at the debt clock today. I normally do, so let me pull it up really quick. Yeah, we're just slipping up there, aren't we? And in 1980, and this is pretty stunning, John, it was less than a trillion dollars. So over the course of 40-some years, our national debt's gone from less than a trillion since the start of the country to 1980, a trillion dollars, to $33 trillion today, which is absolutely stunning. And and, uh, not trying to be negative Nelly here, but what do we have to show for that, Adam? (laughs) Well, we still have a ton of infrastructure needs. For example... We just discovered, our auditors at OpenTheBooks.com, that there's $300 billion worth of uh, you know, bad environmental uh, projects. I, I'm talking about projects that need, you know, that we, when we all think of the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, mm-hmm. we think that they're, that they're actually cleaning hazardous environmental no, sites. Not always. $300 billion of those sites still out there. Yeah. How, after racking up $33 trillion, yeah. can there be this much? One out of every six people uh, still lives in close proximity to a hazardous waste site. We, we have, Adam, some of given the fact that we used to have a lot of you know abandoned gold mines and things like that, gold and silver here in Colorado, and you kind of know what I'm, where I'm going with this. We have several of those sites in Colorado that the EPA are managing right now that are kind of, I would say, in sort of clean up limbo state, if you would. In other words, they're not fully cleaned up, and you see a news report here and there on it. And, yeah, I mean, for all of the running around that they do trying to get things handled, they sure have a lot of, you know, they still got a lot of stuff on their plate. Well, I think, you know, the the, um, environmentalists have figured out they're not there to solve the problem. No. They're not there to give people a uh, a home to live to next, you know, in you know, that's, that's right. of good environment. I think they're there to collect, you know, the next $100 billion of funding. That's what Congress just threw at the EPA over the course of the last two years. Um, yeah, I, okay, so our debt, biggest threat to national security, and for everybody listening, I think, I mean, I understand what that means. Explain to folks why that would be such a big issue. Well, it's a big issue because in 2025, just the interest payments on the national debt is forecasted to rival the entire budget for the Department of Defense. So just the interest on the debt alone is now crowding out core government services. Wow. I, I, again, 
you look at what we've got going on at the border. Some of that was talked about last night in the debate. But you, you just look at where we're at. And again, they, they did talk about, to their credit last night, Adam, they did talk about the national debt, although I didn't really, other than maybe one or two of them here, any direct answers how we actually get the debt down. And there's many, many ways, of course, to do that. One of it is you just got to flat out quit spending money in areas you don't need to spend it in. I heard a little bit of that last night, but frankly, not enough. Not enough. I mean, to her credit, Nikki Haley, right out of the block, yeah. her first statement, she mentioned the uh, escalating national debt, yeah. and she took to task Republicans. She on did. Something that we've done on your show, John. Yes. When Republicans took that secret vote to bring back the currency of corruption in Congress, which is earmarking. And now in the 2024 bill, she characterized it a little differently. She said that Republicans are out, earning, are, are out earmarking Democrats, which is true, and she gave the numbers on that bill. But here's the stunning story. The top 63 earmarkers in the House are all Republicans. Wow. The 64th top wow. earmarker is a Democrat here in 2024. Wow. 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 That, 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 that just has to end. I don't know any other way to say it, Adam. We've got to have some change there or, or we're not going to get this change that, that we need when it comes to being fiscally responsible. We're not going to get it to happen. And, and I feel like this is our job and it's what we do here on a regular basis while you're on. It's my job to point these things out because even what folks might think, oh, well, that's a great politician. He's really, you know, he or she's done really a lot for our area. They've done a lot for, for our, you know, for, for, for the, her. Exactly. And it's always been this way because it's human nature. And that's why our founders feared politicians. That's why they limited their powers. They wrested the power of the American experiment at individuals with individual rights. There's a soft revolution, as you know, going on in this country right now against first freedoms, the freedom of assembly, the freedom of speech, the freedom of religion. And John Adams said it best at the founding of the republic. He said a democracy never lasts long. It soon wastes, exhausts, and murders itself. There was never a democracy yet that did not commit suicide. You're right. And the inflection point happens when you realize you can vote yourself benefits from the public trough. And that has been going on for 40 years, but with increasing exponential yep. uh, blow-off during yep. the pandemic. Yeah, well, I had the conversation yesterday about Manchin, who is a Democrat, and some would say he's a conservative Democrat, although when you look at some of the things you're talking about on spending, no, he's not, because he's also a big one that wants to make sure he's getting for his constituents what what he wants, and part of his waffling right now on whether he wants to stay as a part of the party or go to the independent side, in my opinion, Adam, is because, A, he wants to stay in office because he can do those things you just mentioned. If he's not there, he can't do any of that. And don't, don't, don't kid yourself. He, he was one of the, and in, will even claim to be, the initiator of the last big spending bill we had. Well, and, and Manchin's also brought earmarks to his wife's commission. She's the head of the Appalachian Regional Commission. They were established by John F. Kennedy to fight poverty in Appalachia, and they have like 430 counties within the commission's purview, hmm. and four of them, over the course of the last 60 years, have alleviated poverty. The rest of them haven't. Wow. Only four. Four out of those, like, 430 Four out of counties. 400. Wow. Yeah. So here's the problem. You know, we took a look at the value of a yeah. dollar yep. in 1972, John. Yep. I was three years old. Okay. I had a dollar. I started saving young. And today... To have equivalent purchasing power, you need $7. Wow. One to seven. 
and the pace of that is increasing. Yep, it the is. Forecasts are uh, seven. You'll need seven dollars to every dollar today by night by uh, by twenty fifty, which is in thirty seven years, not fifty years, thirty seven years. Wow. So to put that in perspective for folks listening, that means Adam, if you thought you could retire on a million dollars back in nineteen. 19- 70, you'd need 7 million today right. to do it the same way. 100%. Yeah. yeah, the value of a dollar today was worth 14 cents in 1972. Wow. Huge. That's huge. And, and with everything we're talking about, and I've got a, you know, a, a guy from Wall Street that I'll be talking to here in about 15 minutes, and he'll agree with everything you're saying, by the way, because Wall Street sees this as well. You can't have this much debt and not have it affect your economy. There's just no way. It, it's, it, to your point, it's in my notes even. You know, our rating as a country has been downgraded because of what you and I are talking about. And the only way to get out of the debt is economic growth. That's right. Here's the problem. When you have a massive debt overhang, it hurts yep. economic growth. Right. Here's why. Because government, you know, government misallocates resources. They're very wasteful. It's yep. the private sector that spurs economic growth because of the profit motive on capitalism. It's messy, but the best system ever created in terms of, bring, of bringing prosperity to the most number of people. And so... That's the problem. You have a big government that's throwing, you know, that's getting bigger on size, scope, and power, throwing a wet blanket over the private sector, which it needs yeah. to save the whole system. That's right. There's two, to your point, there's only, in my opinion, correct me if I'm wrong, two ways to help your national debt. One is what you just said. The second is selling off and getting you know, profits out of your natural resources. So, Adam, we're not doing either of those effectively, by the way. Right. That's right. And the third way is what they're doing. They're inflate they're yeah. trying to yeah, inflate their way out of yeah. it. Yeah, which and is that's never what they good. They do in third world countries. Yeah. 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 So so really folks, the only way to do this is the first way Adam just talked about a moment ago. Also, you can you can generate revenue by selling off natural resources and using them, which that's why they're called natural resources and we've got as a country Adam a ton of them. I mean, literally Adam, we have enough to take care of Literally the entire world in most cases, maybe not the precious metals, but even that's becoming a bigger deal in the U.S. because we're finding more and more of that. I don't think most people, the average American, really understands how wealthy North America and especially the United States of America actually is. You know who understands it? It's China. And if they ever got control here, they would loot the place. Good. No, Adam, you know what? Um, Yeah, took the words right out of my mouth. You are 100 percent correct on that one. They get it more than we do. Exactly. Yeah. Openthebooks.com. That's the place to go. What else can they learn when they're there, Adam? Oh, we've got, I mean, we filed 55,000 sunshine requests last year, and we captured nearly every dollar taxed and spent at the federal, state, and local levels across the entire country, even in your own backyard. So it's a wealth of information. Awesome. Adam, as always, appreciate you very much. Openthebooks.com is the place to go. Adam, thanks. Thank you, John. You bet. Have a great night. Always a wealth of information and uh, yeah, 30 almost now. I was looking at the debt clock. $32,723 and that number is rising so fast. I, I Literally, you can, I can't count how many hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions, actually, that keep ticking away. It just keeps adding and adding and adding. It's, uh, it's out of control. They talked about it a little bit last night, although I wish they would have spent more time on it because, frankly, that's the biggest, as he said, that's the biggest threat that we have. Not what we're doing in Ukraine, other than we're spending too much money. Not what's going on in China, uh, but the fact that we are so far 
uh, in debt. It's going to cripple us if we're not careful. So be right back. Don't go anywhere. Geno's Auto Service is next. Don't be indebted to your car, by the way. Be in charge of your car. Take care of it. Do the proper maintenance. Do it on time. And it will serve you well in doing so. Geno's can help you with all of that. 303-794-6700. Geno's Auto Service is celebrating 40 years in business with an air conditioning recharge special. Refrigerant in your air conditioning systems needs to be able to absorb heat to cool your vehicle's interior. But refrigerant gets contaminants, evaporates, and breaks down over time. We use a cooling machine that takes out the refrigerant and cleans it. Then we put the clean refrigerant back, topping off with Freon at the right level. Stay cool this summer by making sure your system is up to date and ready for this year's summer heat. Geno's is a Colorado family-owned business and proud to serve families in Littleton for 40 years. We back up our work with Napa's nationwide 36-month, 36,000 miles peace of mind warranty. We invite you to check out all our Google reviews. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. We're AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. All right, I just got a text message a moment ago, by the way. Who's your veteran dude that does windows? That's pretty much what the text message said. Dave Bancroft, veteran windows and doors. You can find him at klzradio.com, rushtoreason.com, or here's his phone number, 303-529-0720. Veteran Windows and Doors actually educates their customers so they know exactly what their codes are. All of their products are rated to exceed those codes and maximize the return on your investment. Everyone claims to make the best windows and doors, but Veterans knows that every window and door has to be tested for how efficient it truly is. Owner Dave Bancroft will tell you the energy efficiency ratings have to be clearly labeled on your windows and doors when you receive them at your home. If the windows and doors are not Energy Star certified or do not meet your local energy codes, the windows will not earn you any rebates, credits, or energy savings. Window and door replacement is a great investment in your home. However, if they aren't properly rated for efficiency, you are just throwing your money out the window. No pressure, no upsell, just plain facts, so you can make the best decision for your home. Get 40% off labor and material costs for the month of August with Veteran Windows and Doors by visiting klzradio.com window. Group insurance analysts, they can take care of your business insurance needs, which a lot of you out there listening have a business, and you're typically looking at things on an annual basis, or you should be. Group insurance analysts can help you with that. 303-423-0162. Finding the right home and auto insurance can be confusing, and picking the wrong plan can cost you thousands of dollars more out of your pocket. You need an expert in home and auto insurance to help you find the best coverage that fits your needs and at the very best premium. Call Paul Lenigro at GIA Insurance, and his team of home and auto insurance specialists will help you find the right plan for your needs. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance can help you shop the market so that you get the right coverage at the right price. GIA never charges fees, and your premiums will never be any higher than going directly to the insurance companies or buying online. Receive the local hands-on service that you don't get with a call center or online. Whether it is your home, auto, classic car, or liability insurance, GIA has got you covered. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. Get more without paying more. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. 
All right, we're back. I don't say or haven't said a lot about the fires in Hawaii other than initially, and you all heard my position on all of that, and I just wanted to wait for a lot of the dust to settle to really get into a lot more of the details of it. Now, this one I will talk about because it ties into what we were just talking about a moment ago with with Adam. FEMA officials, and there's been several articles out this week about this, by the way, Some, some articles titled, FEMA uses Maui as a junket. Literally, that's some of the headlines that are out right now. And here's why they're saying that. FEMA officials, I've seen pictures, so I don't think that this is something that somebody's just you know throwing out as a conspiracy. They are staying in $1,000 a night luxury five-star hotels on Maui. Those being, by the way, the Fairmont, the Four Seasons, the Grand Wailea Astoria. If any of you know anything about hotels, you'll know right off the bat just those names alone mean expense. And lots of. Now, here's the other thing that I find interesting. Some of you may be saying, well, maybe there's no place else to stay. Or maybe they're getting a really great rate governmentally. You know, maybe the government's getting a great rate. Well, number one, I doubt it. Number two, there are other places to stay. And here's how I know that. I've been watching, because it's a place I travel to, as you guys all know. I vacation there. Typically more than once a year. And I've been watching... Some of the news reports from locals on social media that are there. Because here is the truth of what's happening. Because the fires initially, they really sort of uh, evacuated some tourists, put them on some other islands, you know, sent them home, whatever. And kind of for the first week or so said, don't come. Well, here's the mistake they made. By saying don't come, a lot of tourists have canceled trips there. And Maui is, like, bare right now. I mean, there are literally images, videos of where you would normally see a packed beach on Maui, and there's literally no one but a few locals there. And the only reason the locals are there is because the job they would have normally been at is now closed because there's no tourists, because there's no activity, so they're not working. The Locals, the smart locals, I know there's some hardcore locals that would just as soon secede from the U.S., and I'm not talking about them. The locals that understand their economy and know that 80% of it is derived from tourism, they're hurting. There are tons of businesses that have not reopened that were not affected by the fire, by the way. I'm not talking about businesses that got burned and have smoke damage and things like that. No, no, no. I'm talking businesses that flat out aren't open because there's no business which means everybody that would normally be working in that establishment are not working. So you take even a restaurant where they might employ 50 people. And yes, some of the bigger restaurants would employ 50 people. How do I know I've been there? You can see it. You can count it. And Charlie's nodding his head. He knows what I mean by this. You take several shifts throughout a day, breakfast, lunch, dinner. And some of those dinners will go till you know midnight or so. Yeah, you're, you're using a lot of people to make all that happen. They're not working right now. I've literally seen video where they're videoing these, and, and, and you can tell that it's not just because it's 9 in the morning and they're closed. No, no, no. You, they're closed because they're boarded up. They're locked. And, and for those of you that maybe haven't been there, there's a lot of Hawaiian restaurants that are open-air-type restaurants. So for them to close them, they literally have to close them, board them up, 
and so on, because otherwise there's typically somebody there cleaning, doing something, and they just leave things open. I'm not sure they even lock the door because there's nothing really to lock. You can walk right in off the beach if you wanted to. Well, they're all closed. So my point with all of this backing up to these FEMA officials is, I guarantee you there's a ton of empty rooms. A ton of empty rooms. In non-five-star locations that are frankly closer to where they're working on the fire than where they're actually staying, because I know the places they're staying, and it's a half an hour minimum ride from where they're staying to where the fire is. They could literally be five minutes away staying somewhere else, but they're not. As I said, this is becoming a junket for FEMA. Shame on them. So, yes, I will be critical where critical needs to be done, and this is it. There's no reason why we've got FEMA officials staying in five-star hotels. By the way, it should never happen unless there's just nowhere else left for them to go. But in this case, there is, and I just proved there is. If I didn't have that experience of knowing the island like I do and knowing how many other places there are to stay, and knowing that, frankly, I have ownership in one of them that's just down the road and I've gotten emails and things from them as updates, I can tell you right now they're empty. Could our government be working with some of those resorts to have FEMA officials staying in those areas for a lot less money than what they're doing now? Absolutely. This is a waste of taxpayer dollars, is my point. That's why I tied it in with Adam Angiofsky from OpenTheBooks.com. This is money we should not be spending. An overage of money, I should say, that we should not be spending. So, yes, I will bang the drum where it's needed. This is not a conspiracy theory. Literally, you can see for yourself where these folks are staying. And there's literal pictures of these guys inside these five-star hotels in uniform staying there. Wrong. This should be called out. It should be stopped immediately. And there's no reason why our tax dollars should be doing this. There are people there that are in great need that we could be helping out in a much greater way than we are than spending $1,000 a night for a hotel room. Frankly, even if it's half that, it's too much. Even if they're giving them a 50% discount, it's still too much. And then lastly, I wanted to make sure I said this. If you've got a trip that you have planned to Maui, don't cancel it. The locals need your support. They need your tourism dollars. So if you've had something planned in the next two, three months, four months even, maybe Christmas time or whatever, go. Don't cancel it. Go. It's open. The island other than the Lahaina area is open. They're telling everybody right now even. Plenty of things to do there. Plenty of restaurants that are, that are open or would be open if there were more tourists there. But since they're not, some of them have closed up because there's no business. So we need to get tourism back over there. That's the biggest help you could actually do for them. So if you're somebody that had a trip planned or you're going to plan a trip someplace, plan it and go there. All right, Extreme Auto Repair is coming up next, folks. Make sure your vehicle's in order as we head into the fall and winter months, and Extreme can help you with all of that. 303-841-1071. Everyone has had a bad experience getting car repairs done, and that's what motivates the team at Extreme Auto Repair. Trust. Extreme wants to build lasting relationships with their clients, so when their ASC master mechanics do inspections, they use a computer program to document the whole process. And if something doesn't seem right, they use a small camera to give you a video of the problem so you can see for yourself. 
Extreme Auto Repair is also a pillar in the Parker community. Having established their shop in 1999 in the same location that they use now, Sean and the staff at Extreme built their business on word of mouth, which says a lot about the confidence they inspire in their customers. Another trust indicator is that a large part of their business is built on repairing professional vehicles, ambulances, vans, and buses that can cause damage or even death if they break down. If ambulance services trust Extreme Auto Repair to maintain their vehicles, you should too. So go to klzradio.com slash extreme to schedule your maintenance, repair, or inspection today. High Five Plumbing, you may have a problem with one of your drains, and if that's the case, give High Five a call today, and they'll make sure that you are draining properly. High Five Plumbing, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. High Five Plumbing will come to you first when you need them the most. You wake up to water spraying everywhere in the middle of the night, and you don't know what to do. Thankfully, you realize you're a High Five Plumbing Club member. High Five Club membership costs $1.99 per year, just $16 per month, and includes preventive maintenance like an annual drain camera inspection and a water heater flush, a $600 value together, no service fees, and much more. It pays for itself with one visit. You'll also get priority scheduling, so they'll come to you first when you need them the most. High Five knows that yearly maintenance could prevent many of the unexpected calls they go on, and that's why they created the membership to help customers with these necessary routine tasks that can cost a fortune without it. And with wintertime fast approaching, now is the perfect time to start your membership and prevent those winter problems like bursting pipes and clogged drains and to be ready in an emergency. Just call High Five for that today at 1-877-WE-HIGH-FIVE or go to klzradio.com slash plumbing to learn more about the High Five Club. All right, if you need any remodeling done, the place to call is Premier Home Remodels. Find them at klzradio.com. Premier Home Remodels will help you add more space to your home. There is a growing trend in building additional dwelling units right now. Whether the additional unit is a mother-in-law suite, an outdoor patio, an additional room, or simply just extra space, Premier will guide you expertly through the entire process. Your home will increase in value and there will always be a market for homes with new additional rooms. And when adding an additional dwelling unit, you will always have an open and direct line of communication with the Premier Project Manager. Premier Home Remodels works with an experienced, licensed, and insured network of professionals with over 20 years in their trade. So you know your expansion project will be in good hands, as promised. For your home edition, contact Premier Home Remodels by visiting klzradio.com remodel. This is Josh with Business Equipment Service. Here's a message from one of our satisfied customers. Barb with the United Way of Weld County said, We are very happy with the copiers we currently have and your customer service is exceptional. Doug is a great technician and is always prompt in coming out whenever we have a problem with one of our copiers. Thanks again for your wonderful partnership and customer service. I'm glad we are working with you. If you are looking into purchasing office equipment or need service on equipment you currently have, give us a call at 303-825-5664. Live and local, back to Rush to Reason. All right, we are back. Scott Garlis will be joining us here in just a moment. Brian, though, is next. Go ahead, Brian. 
John, I just happened to turn on the radio. I'd listened to the entire hour with uh, Dr. Kelly and oh, Steve, but I was doing, doing other stuff. You were talking about FEMA and five-star hotels. Yes. I'm so glad you mentioned that. I think that's criminal, and there sh- I mean it. There should be a law. Those guys should do a night or two in jail instead of a five-star I agree with hotel. you on that one, Brian. That we, j- we should not be allowing that, period. That's the truth. I know you got other things, but, John, thank you so no, much. You have a good one. You do the same, Brian. Thank you for that. I do appreciate it. And, yeah, folks, we have to remember that, that really their entire economy relies on folks like us going there and visiting. And if you've got the ability to do so, I know not everybody can, but if you have the ability to do that, you've been thinking about where to go on vacation and, you know, you're just looking for ideas, well, I would tell you that would be a huge help to them if you could somehow make that happen. Scott Garlish joining us now. Scott, welcome. What's going on, sir? Hey, John, not a lot. How are you today? I'm doing very, very well. Give us an update on what's going on on Wall Street. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it's, it's been uh, an interesting month so far. Uh, we've had a, a healthy pullback, or what I think is a healthy pullback in stocks. Um, you know, last week we reached some levels. Uh, they are known as, um, sorry, uh, RSI levels. Okay. Um, and that's relative strength index. They pulled back to oversold. We hit those on Friday. Um, we haven't seen these kinds of levels since March. And, you know, I, I honestly, this is something I want to see. This is something I think is going to create a buying opportunity for the, for the next leg up moving forward. Okay. Um, that's, I guess, good news is what you're telling us, right? Yeah, yeah. It's So just for perspective, uh, when these levels hit 30 or below, that means they're oversold. And when they hit 70 above, they're overbought. Last week, we saw like the S&P and the NASDAQ hit about 30. And Apple, which is often looked at as a driver of the overall market, because it's such a massive, large, uh, massive market cap, it hit 26, which is not a level we've seen in Apple in a while. Okay. Speaking of Apple, there's been some rumors floating around about you know, Disney, ESPN, some possible sales and so on. Is there any more, you know, rumors on the street regarding any of that? Yeah, yeah, right. There's there's a story I've heard of Apple possibly buying Disney. Is that the one you're referring to? And, and or just ESPN arm of Disney or, yeah, I mean, honestly, it could be the whole nine yards. I mean, let's face it, you and I both know Apple's got the cash to buy whatever they want. Yeah, they, they do. Um, you know, I, I could see Apple potentially buying from the, the studio movie outlook. Um, well, if you think about the ESPN side, because they've got all of their delivery methods already with you know Apple TV and some of the things they do there, it really wouldn't take much for them to acquire an ESPN. Yeah, no, no, it wouldn't. Um, I, I guess you know maybe from the from the sports side that could be interesting too. I just don't. You know, when I look at ESPN, it's kind of been a disaster for Disney. It has. Ever since they... Kind of, Scott? They, I, think, I think you're being too kind there. Kind of? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's, it's pretty much been a disaster. Um, you know, along with all the unbundling and stuff, for a long time, ESPN made up the largest chunk of everybody's cable bill. I want to say it was like 40%. Mm. And then as we've gone toward this unbundling model... A lot of people don't subscribe to ESPN anymore. And then we saw this politics really come into sports. Yep. And broadcasters started getting political, and that just made the situation worse. And 
all of a sudden all this ad revenue that ESPN was pulling in started to dry up a bit. And yeah, I think in hindsight, there, there are probably some moments where Disney would, would like to. Well, yeah, you have to wonder: is there a deal there, and is that is that the ability to help some of the Disney, you know, shareholders? When you look at, you know, to your point, ESPN has yeah. not been really. I mean, it's profitable for them, but it's not as profitable as it could be. Uh, their revenue has been down in in recent you know months, year, even if you would. Their their profit percentage is down about thirty percent from what it has been in the past. I mean, if you look at all of that and think, wait a minute, if we could cash out of this and and move on into some of our core. Uh, which, let's face it, ESPN is not necessarily a core of Disney. I don't know. Again, I'm, if, if I'm Apple, I, personally, if I'm Apple and I'm, I'm somewhere at the top, I, I've got to be salivating a little bit thinking, man, if I could get this thing at a deal, incorporate that into yeah. what we're already doing. We've already tried to get into the sports world before with some deals we've tried to piece together with the NFL and so on. If this would sort of get us into that game by buying our way in, Scott, I would be looking at it hard if I was Apple. Yeah, you know, I, I would agree. Um, it is very interesting uh, from that perspective because ESPN has such a such a lockdown on everything sports. I mean, if you really want to look at ESPN, ESPN built itself on the NFL, right? Right, and, and that's right. Bringing in guys that on sports gambling, football in particular, and, and doing things around odds, injuries, all these other things. Um, you know, I used to be a rabid ESPN fan. I, I sort of got turned off by a lot of this other stuff that was going on there, and the only stuff I really turn it on for now is if they might have, say, Big Ten football right, on right. Uh, ABC, because I'm a Maryland fan, Maryland's in the Big Ten, uh, or if there's, there's a college football game or a Monday night football game or something on a watch. Well, and what, what you just yeah. said, Scott, was, I think, very important. You, like a lot of other viewers, have done exactly the same thing. Now, I will also say, and I've said this before, it's not that Apple isn't woke because they are and, and yeah. they you know they get into a lot of the things that a lot of the other woke companies do although and i said this this past week and it's not because i'm not an apple fan or anything along those lines i'll just tell you straight up they at least know their market and they know their customer and i think the thing that apple does better than anyone else is they know where that line in the sand is and they yeah. know what not to cross unlike budweiser and Target and Kohl's and, and in the case of Disney as well, I think Apple does a better job of sort of balancing all of those things out. And if they were to acquire ESPN, I think you'd see immediately some big changes, and I think people would start watching again. Yeah, I mean, I, at the, the end of the day, it all comes down to, like you said before, it comes down to the right price. Um, yeah, basically, Disney, good point. Disney's got to be willing to... They're going to have to be willing to take a loss on this asset. Yes, There's you're no right. Two way, no two ways around it. Uh, and it's, it comes down to a matter of what kind of loss are they willing to take. Um, and so, like we talked about this in real estate, like real estate needs a repricing, like office properties, due to the lack of people going back in. So, yeah, I think it could be really interesting in Apple. I think Apple's got incredibly smart people that would do amazing things with this. And you're right. I don't think Apple wants to get into the game of politics. Apple wants to be an entertainer, and they realize, you know, being one side or the other, you know, half the country's Democrat and half the country's Republican. So if, if you really pick and choose one side of the aisle if you're Apple, you're going to lose half your audience. So, yeah, if, if they can do it for the right price, that's, that'll be a good thing for Apple, and it could wind up being a good thing for ESPN because maybe ESPN will get away from some of the slant that it may have. Yeah, uh, you know, a great point. I, I think what you just said is is really key to that. And again, uh, Apple 
even with all of their flaws, and yes, they're a very woke company, probably as woke as anyone else. They just handle, maybe I'm saying this in the right way, Scott, I hope I am, they handle their wokeness better than a lot of others do. Yeah, no, I, I think that it's probably probably about right. And, the uh, you know, Apple has about $166.5 billion in cash, in cash equivalents right now. Wow. So I don't, I don't think buying somebody like ESPN would be a problem. Yeah, and I have no idea what the value is. I looked up some things here a moment ago that, you know, some people have the value at, I don't know, $50 billion or so. I mean, who knows? But again, you'd have to buy that at a discount to make that work. Uh, but to your yeah. point, they've definitely got enough cash where they could, you know, easily transfer that money over and acquire ESPN very, very easily. Yes. Okay, so here's a question. And this is, you know, and you don't have anything on the inside. We're not talking insider trading or anything along those lines. But if the rumor mill starts chugging away, what would that do? What would that do to Disney stock or not to Disney's? What would that do to Apple stock if they were to acquire ESPN at a song and dance? It's probably right. I would think it would drag Apple down a little bit. Um, just Initially? Uncertain. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're using up some of their cash, right? And okay. so you lose some of that safety factor. Now, Apple wouldn't be doing this unless Apple thought that down the road it was going to make a lot more money than what it was putting into it, right? Right, right. Uh, they, would, they would fix whatever they saw or perceived problems, and they would probably uncover others. Um, you know, and I'm sure Apple would find lots of the place, lots of places where they could create efficiencies with their sort of services model that they have, right. the watch, the phone, you know, everything else. Um, well, I mean, even really quick, yeah. Scott, even just think about some of the internal things that go on with broadcasting and some of the computerization and yeah. so on. I mean, they they would have an entire arm that could be the back end of that where they're not having to go out and farm that out now, which you know folks at you know Disney and ESPN are having to do. They literally, on the hardware side, could control all of that easily from an internal perspective. And think about the data collection. Exactly. Give to, give to Apple and the targeting they could do. Oh, it'd be and, huge. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's a natural yeah. fit, but I, you know, I'm just looking at it from that perspective, not even on the sports side, but just internally as a company like Apple that delivers hardware, software products. I mean, you take a company like Apple mm-hmm. and or Microsoft that could deliver, you know, they could buy that, which, by the way, Microsoft could be another one that could look at it. They're very healthy also. It could be either or. It doesn't have to be Apple. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it would say, so, you know, there, there's a guys that I used to deal with and, and companies I work for. One of the big things people always look to try to do is organic growth because, if you can grow things organically, usually you wind up with better margins. True. But to your point, I think in this instance, because of the market share and how big it is and the, the dominance you have from a player like ESPN, it would take you so long to grow that organically, it can't happen. So again, if Apple could get something like this for the right price, that, that would be a sensible fit. All right. Before, we, uh, before I let you go wanted to talk about China because we talked about that last week, and then you and I went back and forth with a few things. And even in the debates last yeah. night, they talked a little bit about China and it being a big threat and what's going on in Ukraine and the fact that, you know, Ukraine and China are in bed together. And yet one of the things I just – I don't know – I don't understand why more people aren't talking about this, and it's not being made super public. I mean, guys like you and I talk about it, but you don't see this on political stages at all. Everybody's fearful of China, and I think rightfully so. I mean, I think desperate countries do desperate things. But the thing no one's talking about with China is just how bad of shape economically they're in. I just don't hear anybody on a public stage like last night talking about that. Why is that? 
You know, I, I don't know that they pay attention to that side of it, or I, otherwise, I don't don't know why they wouldn't talk about it. Um, yeah, I mean, China China's got some serious problems. I mean, that stuff I keep reading, like money managers right now are fleeing China like crazy. Right. Uh, they they just don't see any upside. Um, I was reading, looking at some data from a couple of brokerage firms that, that they said they've they've. This is maybe the second time ever they've seen this much selling going on by money managers in Chinese stocks. Hmm. Um, hmm. And it's yeah, it's bad. But China keeps saying they're going to do stuff to help the economy, but they haven't yet. Um, you know, what was also interesting is uh, so there's a big BRICS conference going on, and I, do, do I need to explain to people what the BRICS countries? No, are? I think most people know right now what that is. Okay, so it's going on in South Africa. Um, you know, uh, President Xi of China had somebody else read a speech while I'm talking about the Chinese economy. Yeah, that, that seems kind of weird to me. Like, why would you? It, it just tells me he doesn't have a lot of confidence in what's happening in this country right now. And so he doesn't want to actually. He had somebody else read his prepared remarks because he doesn't want to go on record for it. Hmm. And that, that, that's kind of, hmm. that's concerning to me. Hmm. Um, but I don't know if you saw this too. They invited uh, like six other countries to join the BRICS nations. They invite, this was today, uh, hang on a second. It was Saudi Arabia, Iran, Ethiopia, Egypt, Argentina, and the UAE. Um, and they're trying to establish the BRICS nations as a, sort of a, an economic powerhouse versus the U.S. and Europe. Out of that list, uh, there's really only eh, two. I mean, Iran's not a powerhouse. Right. Ethiopia, I've been there many times. It definitely isn't. They, they can't manage anything. Egypt, yeah, yeah, sort of a small player. Argentina, yeah, same as Egypt, maybe. The UAE, definitely big. So Saudi Arabia and UAE are the only two out of that list that are even worthwhile, in my opinion. Correct. And Argentina's got like 120% inflation. Right yeah, they got their own issues, so I don't know why they're even been invited. Yes, that's exactly. But if they're trying to coalesce around a bunch of countries. That, so I look at those names, other than maybe Egypt, and I'm like, okay, well, they do have a lot of commodity exposure, whether it be oil or whether it be minerals, um, which which could make it kind of interesting. But I, you know, I still don't. It's being a threat to the dollar and the U.S. and Europe. I don't either. And when you start, when you look at the fact that right now, and unless something has changed, we are still producing more oil than Saudi Arabia is. And until something along yes. those lines would change, you're not going to trade in anything other than U.S. dollars. Yeah, I think it's also a sign of the struggles in China because U.S. and European companies are leaving China's manufacturing base because of everything going on politically. And that I think that's what's really hurting the Chinese economy because they are losing those jobs and they're not really willing to talk about it. Hmm. Hmm. Makes total sense. And I just did look it up, and yes, we are still the leader when it comes to oil production by country. Saudi Arabia is right after us. And then Russia right below that. And theirs, as you know, is also dropping given the issues they've got going on over in their country right now. So bottom line, it's us and Saudi Arabia that are the two, that are the two really controlling things. 
and this this is despite all the efforts to kill energy production. That's exactly right. Too. Yeah, great great point, Scott. Yeah, let's let let's not forget that great point. All right, how do folks find you, Scott? Sure, porterandcompanyresearch.com. Uh, you know, come check out all of our free stuff and paid stuff. We're there to help the little guy. Scott, as always, appreciate it, man, very much. John, I appreciate have a, have a great night. We appreciate it. Flesh Law Firm is next. Kevin Flesh and Kevin is always there for me when I've got any kind of legal issue going on, even business related. And uh, he's always there to represent me. He's my attorney. 303-806-8886. Get relief from Flesh and Beck Law. You just got in an accident, so you call the police. You make sure you get a thorough record of the scene. Then after the initial adrenaline wears off, your mind starts to swirl with all the things you need to do. Insurance claims, car repairs, doctor visits, medical bills, on top of the physical pain you're in. Flesh and Beck will give you relief from the financial stress so that you can focus on healing. Call Flesh and Beck immediately after your accident for a free consultation. Then you can rest while they talk to your insurance company. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh will relieve your burden of financial worries. All you need to do is to call him right now at 303-806-8886. Call Kevin Flesh immediately after the accident and get relief from the financial stress of an injury. Flesh and Beck Law, they get results. Dr. Scott Faulkner, make an appointment today and have a doctor that feels exactly the same way about things that we do, which you don't often find anymore. 303-663-6990. Are you looking for a healthcare provider who truly cares about you and your well-being? Look no further than Castle Rock Cryo, IV and Integrative Healthcare, where Dr. Scott Faulkner is ready to provide you with top-notch care. Colorado raised since 1968, Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. At Castle Rock Cryo, IV, and Integrative Healthcare, you'll experience a competent, friendly, and efficient staff that puts your comfort and care first. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he only uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Tired of waiting weeks for an appointment? Unlike other practices, Dr. Scott has the remarkable ability to see you in a matter of days. Don't wait any longer. Call Castle Rock Cryo IV and Integrative Healthcare at 303-663-6990 to schedule your appointment with Dr. Scott Faulkner today. Hey, if you've got any issues with your garage door, even just looking at getting things up and maintained and handled and being ready for winter, they can do that as well and even upgrade your garage door opener. 719-399-1089 or find them at klzradio.com. Do the job right the first time is not just a saying. It's the founding principle of Pops Garage Doors. Pops understands the importance of a seamless experience when it comes to repairing your garage door. And that is why they are committed to excellence with a quality of service you can only get from family. As a family-owned business, Pops' team of expert technicians will treat you with that same care and respect they give to their family. They will service your garage door right the first time with no pressure to upsell or too-good-to-be-true deals. Pops Garage Door doesn't just do customer service, they do family service, providing a free inspection and estimate to ensure your garage door is fixed the first time out. And with over 275-star Google reviews, you can be confident Pops will treat you well. Let Pops Garage Door do the job right the first time for you. Go to klzradio.com garage. That's klzradio.com garage. 
Your air conditioner is costing you a fortune, and Denver is the perfect climate for quiet, cool, attic, and whole house technology, so you can save money and enjoy a cool home. Absolute Electrical Plumbing, Heating, and Air is now your source for quiet, cool technology. With a quiet, cool whole house or attic fan, you can use the cool evenings and mornings to your advantage by pulling the cool air in and pushing the hot air out, giving you a lower baseline temperature to start with and ensuring that your expensive air conditioner isn't doing all the work. The U.S. Department of Energy calls quiet, cool fans the most cost-efficient way to cool any home. Don't sweat your way through the summer this year or pay a fortune to run your air conditioner. Get a quiet, cool attic or whole house fan installed with Absolute Electrical Plumbing, Heating, and Air today. KLZ listeners can save $300 on a quiet, cool installation. Just go to klzradio.com absolute and fill out the short form. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical, Heating, and Air. Our local financial advisor, that's Al Smith, Golden Eagle Financial, 303-744-1128. When you go it alone, saving for retirement, Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial knows you take on significant risk for making the wrong moves with your hard-earned money. When you work with Al, performance may increase up to 20% more than employer-sponsored plans or with automated services. As an experienced advisor, Al uses over 30 years of retirement planning experience to help you understand what drives a good retirement plan. Al gets to know you personally so he can understand your goals, fears, and needs and gives you the best guidance possible given your unique situation. Approaching retirement doesn't need to be difficult. You just need the experience of Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial to direct you on the smart way to go. So visit klzradio.com money now to schedule a no-strings-free consultation and take control of your retirement plan. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC. A registered investment advisor, BCM, and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance can help you shop the market so that you get the right coverage at the right price. Whether it is your home, auto, classic car, or liability insurance, GIA has got you covered. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, David, got a couple of minutes. Go ahead, sir. John, got a quick question for you on tires. Uh, Bridgestone versus Michelin, which is the best uh, quality to kind of go with? Uh, either's fine. Either's fine? Yeah, doesn't matter. Dur- durability and longevity and really, that one, in, that one and, and by the way, great. Question, David. I appreciate that. Really, it does come down to the tire itself. In other words, which tire in their lineup is it? You know, are we talking top of the line Bridgestone, bottom of the line Michelin? Are we talking a all season? I mean, which line of tire is it? Because really, that's the only way to compare apples to apples. And in that case, they're very, very equivalent. Well, Michelin has this uh, crossover climate or climate crossover uh-huh. Uh-huh. tire that's just all directional. It's just one line. Both line, both sides of the tire have a diagonal, uh, angled line going towards the center, and they're promoting it as a uh, 
you know, good for snow, good for mm-hmm. rain, that type of thing. Um, and the other is uh, traditional uh, all-season radio with uh, your normal marking. So I'm in what vehicle? My only uh, a Camry 2019. Okay, SC. good good car in the in the front-wheel drive. So really, either of those would would work fine. Uh, yeah, can't can't argue with the 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 tread pattern that you just mentioned on the Michelin. Yeah, be very well. Now, typically those tires don't wear as well as a counterpart to it. That would be the only thing to consider there, David. Right. That's um, the uh, Bridgestone is seventy thousand miles, and the Michelin is uh, sixty. There you go. So, there you go. Yeah. In that case, okay. I'd do the higher mile one, knowing we don't have that much. I mean, we've got snow and ice, but not enough that I would, I would worry about that side of it on that car. Great. Okay. Thanks for all your help. John. Thanks, David. Appreciate it very much. Yeah, we can always take those questions. I know that's kind of a drive radio question, but I'm here all the time, and a lot of you listen and cross over. So, yeah, I have never had an issue answering those type of questions during the week. So, David, no, no need to ever call in and apologize for something like that. We're here to help all of you at any time of the week, any way we can. So, guys, with that, though, that's it for today. If you missed the first hour with Dr. Kelly Victory and Steve House, you can catch it next between 6 and 7 p.m. Otherwise, we'll be back tomorrow. Andy and I both will be here. We'll be doing movie reviews tomorrow. And in turn, tomorrow we are doing, let me get down to my notes here, Gran Turismo and the Adults. And the movie rental hour tomorrow for all of you car folks. Great car races and chases. We'll see you tomorrow. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.